Welcome to the Josh Scanlon Podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. Great state of Texas, Texas retirees. I know you're all waiting to hear this in the YouTube world. Oh man, I love Texas. Lived there for three years, three and a half years, something like that. South Texas, right outside of San Antonio in a town called Bernie. Do you know San Antonio is in Bexar County, but it's not actually Bexar, it's Bear, B-E-X-A-R. So if you're going to San Antonio, you say you're going to Bexar County, they know you're not a homeboy. Anyway, there's Bernie. It looks like born, but it's Bernie. It's just kind of funny. It's the old German settlers. They Fredericksburg, uh, New Braunfels, Bernie, all this kind of the, the hill country right there settled by Germans from the old days. And they have this pretty distinct German uh, culture. You combine that with some of the Southern heritage and the old Confederate days. And then you combine that with the Mexican uh, heritage as well. It's just, man, what a wonderful place in Texas. They got all kinds. Then you got even some Cajuns, some Cajun culture uh, from the one state over in Louisiana that come back and forth. Just Texas is great, bountiful, diverse as all can be. Weather diverse too, because in South Texas is all arid. Um, <laughs> cedar trees abound, just not much in terms of green grass or anything. And for me, man, I need my green. I need my trees. You go to East Texas, like in Tyler or something like that. It's uh, you know, it's rolling hills, kind of like you know, almost like northern Mississippi in some ways. Just rolling hills, green pine trees and whatnot. It's beautiful. Um, but uh, but it's just Texas, so great. So everyone knows Texas is tax uh, beneficial, or at least we've been told that. Jersey. Uh, says the same thing because what Kiplinger says, they've been off a couple times in other places. But right now, Kiplinger gives Texas a moderately tax friendly, not one of the best in the union. So Kiplinger gets a light green, as you can see, where the, another state right there, Mississippi, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, PA, get dark green. These are the ones that are better for retirees. So let's take a look at the great state of Texas from Kiplinger's. Now, I will say, I got to tell you, when it comes to your electricity, Texas are just low. There's just no getting around that. I was reading some guy was saying the other day he pays like six cents a kilowatt hour here in Georgia, which is pretty cheap. It's like nine cents a kilowatt hour. But I mean, if you're talking six cents a kilowatt hour in Texas, you know, nine cents a doggone cheap too. I think like Hawaii's 44 cents a kilowatt hour. And the reason why that's important, folks, you take out your trusted calculator and you say, how many kilowatt hours do I run a month? Well, you know, we run about 55 kilowatt hours a day. There is, we do have six uh, people in our family. So that's 1,650 kilowatt hours a month. We times that by 0.09. And, you know, that right there is 150 a month on average uh, for our electricity bill. Now, what happens is the electricity companies aren't stupid. The more you use, the more they charge. They'll charge a surcharge. So typically, I think if you go beyond 30 kilowatt hours a month, you don't pay nine, you pay like 13 cents or something like that. And that's the way it should be. I mean, user pays without question. Uh, but if you're getting six cents a kilowatt hour, you need to factor that into your overall uh, state of living for your uh, affordability for sure. So, all right, so let's see what Kiblinger says. We know Texas has no state income tax. That's not debatable. Uh, so Social Security benefits, all form of retirement income is not taxed. That's, uh, that's great. They, uh, and when we lived there, the biggest hit was our property taxes. It wasn't cheap. And it looks like Texas offers a homestead exemption for all homeowners, as well as a homestead exemption for seniors. But sales taxes do run high. And like a fool, I never took advantage of the homestead exemption. I think they even have an additional one for a veteran as well. And you just got to go to the county courthouse and apply for it. And they're approved as long as you can prove that you own the property. 
Uh, 7% state sales tax levy and localities can add another 2%. So the average is 8.19, which is pretty significantly lower than our friends in Tennessee. We just did Tennessee a few minutes ago. Tennessee has, a, has the highest sales tax or the second highest sales tax in the union. I can't remember one of those two, uh, but they have very low property taxes. So Texas has a moderately high sales tax and they're going to have moderately high property taxes as well. Uh, so because there's no state income tax, uh, none of this pensions, retirement accounts, they're not taxed either. Uh, to qualify for the 15,000 school district homestead exemption, the home must be the principal residence of the filer on January 1st of the tax year. Also, each local taxing unit has the option to offer a separate exemption up to 20% of the total value. Wow. Uh, the median property in Texas is roughly 140 and the median tax is uh, 2600 So pretty significant tax rate for sure. Um, I'm actually surprised the median property is so low. I wonder if they redid that uh, today, if it would still be 140 just because Texas is booming. You know how places booming if you just drive around town and see the number of cranes. I mean, if you drive through Austin, uh, uh, people love I don't like Austin at all. This traffic is enormous. It's horrible, actually, for a smaller town, even though it's not really smaller anymore. But, man, it's, they got cranes everywhere. They're building like crazy. Uh, if you're a 65 and older, or disabled, you qualify for the homestead exemption as long as you, as soon as you turn 65. Uh, you need not own your home. Okay. For homeowners who are 65 and older uh, or disabled, $10,000 in addition to the regular $12,000 exemption of property assessed value is exempt from school taxes. Other taxing units may offer an exemption of at least $3,000 to homeowners who are age 65 and older who are disabled. There you go. So that's $22,000 bucks, maybe and $25,000 uh, right off the top that you just deduct off the assessed value of your home. So that's pretty good. Uh, once a homeowner turns 65, the owner benefits from a tax ceiling for that home for school taxes. That school taxes. If the homeowner approves the home, uh, the tax ceiling is adjusted for the new addition. So it only makes sense. School district taxes are frozen at the level imposed on the residents the year the owner turns 65. County, cities, towns, and junior college districts can establish a tax freeze on homesteads of people uh, who we're over 65. So that tells me once you hit 65, school district taxes are frozen. They don't go up anymore. Now, I don't have boots on the ground. I'm not 65. I'd like for someone to comment on that. It's pretty interesting. So you're telling me if you're 65 years old and your property tax are $5,000 a day, they'll never go up. I mean, obviously, if you sell the house, but that's uh, okay. A homeowner is 65 or older or disabled may qualify to defer their property taxes until he or she no longer owns the home. Uh, property taxes continue to accrue during the deferral period and assess an interest rate of 8% a year each. Uh, and they're going to put a lien on your house just like because uh, they're, you know, they're literally letting you borrow money against your home and the, and the uh, not paying property tax. Uh, vehicle tax, sales tax is due on all purchases and no inheritance or estate tax. All right. So let's go to Kipling or tax foundation. Again, uh, no income tax, so Texas ranks very low in terms of the overall tax burden uh, on, on residents. Uh, tax Freedom Day is only April 17th, which ranks them 19, which is in the top 20, but that's a little bit less than I would have thought. I would have thought they'd be in the top 10. Sales tax, where they get you, yeah, 8.17 all in, um, and they're six and a quarter as a state, but 8.17 all in, so they're in the top 15. That's a trade-off that you'd have to you know, consider. Is it worth it not to pay any income on your money or to pay a higher sales tax? You know, I mean, being the top, roughly top 10 is, is pretty high. Um, gas tax is 20 cents a gallon, so very, very low. And that's what you want in Texas because it's such a big state. I'm telling you, P 
people in Texas don't have any problem driving 45 minutes to the store and moderately high for cigarette smokers. Um, all right, so let's see property taxes. Yeah, 1.7, uh, they tax it pretty high there. So definitely in the top 10 there. Uh, and because of the value of Texas's median home is lower than typical, uh, the actual dollars they collect does not uh, keep them in the top 10, but it's still in the top 15. So all in all, Texas is, um, is, is moderately tax friendly. From an income tax perspective, you can't beat it. Unlike Tennessee, they don't tax dividends and income. I think New Hampshire did the same. Uh, property tax is high, without question. It puts in the top 10 uh, for the percentage. And then sales tax are pretty high, too, just right outside the top 10 for overall sales tax. So for me, as much as I love Texas, um, I, I think some planning can be done to reduce your individual income taxes with just Roth IRAs and maximizing Social Security. In which case, if you lived in a state, even if that high individual income tax, if you're to do some proper planning, uh, you'd want to live in a state that has lower sales and property taxes. And Texas is the exact opposite of that. Uh, higher property, higher sales taxes. Not a whole lot you can do in that regard. Um, now, if you're over 65, they give you a little bit of an exemption for sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's still paying pretty significant sales and pretty significant property tax, even though you don't pay any individual income tax. My, I envision uh, a retiree uh, doing proper planning so their income tax is minimized to even you know get got rid of outright and lives in a state like Tennessee now. I'll just use that for an example. Tennessee does not have an income tax, but just very low property tax. Alabama comes to mind. So that's something to keep in the back of your mind, my friends. Uh, just, you know, of the three-headed monster, income, property, and sales taxes, I'd much rather have a high income tax and low of the other two than low or zero of one and high of the other two, just because we can work around income tax. You really can't work too much around sales and property tax. So, all right, well, because there's no state income tax, I'm not going to go to smartasset.com because that's the place typically where we see about proper, uh, income tax and how you can manipulate some in, uh, income there, but there, there will be nothing because it will charge anything. So hope this helps. As always, if you like the stuff that you see here on Heritage Wealth Planning, go down there and click on the subscribe button. If you subscribe, you might as well click on that little bell to be notified of future content for sure. Uh, the, the subscription bell will say, hey, Josh published a new video. I usually do about five a week. As always, thumbs up are always helpful. So don't forget the thumbs up and certainly, certainly, certainly put a comment down below. I'd love to hear your comments on all this stuff. Again, I have booths here in Georgia. I have some experience in Texas, New Jersey, Arizona, Maine, Virginia, and Maryland. Um, and I was in the Army of State, New York. But other than that, that was Pretty, pretty much before I cared about anything. So if you have some knowledge, share it with a group here, please, for heaven's sake, share it. And as well, go to heritagewealthplanning.com, heritagewealthplanning.com for the podcast and the blogs. We'll see you next time on the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.